Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have engaging, eye-opening conversations with all types of fascinating tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. This is the first show to be released in 2021, so Happy New Year. But if you're finding this episode sometime after January of 2021, that's okay, too. Just really glad you're here and hope you're doing well. My guest today is based in Los Angeles, California. By day, he's a psychotherapist, but by night, he's a tango dancer, teacher, and organizer. Despite the crazy pandemic of the previous year, he's still committed to keeping tango alive. He co-founded Earth Virtual Malanga and is working hard to unite tango dancers all over the world. And with me now is Ardashir Ravanshanas. Ardashir, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. Yeah, yeah. So uh, take us back to the beginning of your tango journey. So I know you were big into salsa, as I understand. Uh, So how did you join the dark side and uh, take on tango? (laughs) Right, exactly. The dark side. Um, Well, I, I guess my journey with tango started in about 2010. And at the time, like, like, you know, I was very much a salsa dancer. I had naturally been very interested in dancing. And actually, I had done uh, salsa. I decided to do salsa because I was, I had suggested it with a girlfriend. Normally, it's the other way around. Uh, but when I broke up with her, the first thing I did was like, heck, I'm going to go salsa dancing. And so that was already the beginning of my tango journey because the reason why I even had been exposed to tango was because there is, at least in Los Angeles, there was very much a crossover between tango and salsa. And I remember watching people dancing uh, tango and as a salsero, I just kind of thought to myself like, what are they doing? Like I I even saw, (laughs) like I even saw an instructor, like just show me some tango. And I was like, I don't, I, I like, I, I felt like the instructors were not good instructors. And I actually don't think oh. this anymore. But at the time, I was like, why aren't you showing me actually what the dance is? Uh, you know, and it just seemed like they were doing these shadow boxer movements. And they're, you know, in salsa, it's a quick, quick, slow, quick, quick, slow. So um, I know I'm taking like a circuitous route and explaining the tango, how I got yeah. into the tango journey, but seeing, um, seeing tango dance. Uh, tango dancers dance tango my first journey was thinking that i just didn't understand it um mm. and so that that was like my first mental impression that i had was that I, I'm, I'm not quite sure i get it or it felt a little overly dramatic truth be told mm-hmm. <laughs> at least for my <laughs> yeah uh, it, you know like there's an energy to salsa but um tango just has that seemed to have this intensity also that was happening like these shadow movements and intensity i'm like i I'm not sure I understand this. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but then I had been walking in Santa Monica, and that was in 2010. And um, Vladi Estrin in Los Angeles had um, had a milonga, and it was in the Santa Monica Women's Santa Monica Women's Club, mm. Women's Club, and. Uh, I was with a salsera of all things, and we had gone to dinner. And then um, I heard the tango music, and I said, "Let's poke our head in." 
and you know, <laughs> let's, let's see what's going on. And so uh, we did. And I remember sitting there and, and you know, it, it very classic Milonga looking like there was, it's the women's club and then there are tables around. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down. So it's, it's uh, actually of all the Milongas, it was quite classically a Milonga, you know, in terms of its look and its feel, people dressed up. And when I sat down, I just immediately fell in love. Like all of a sudden, like I, I just saw it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is calm. This is... Mm collected this is patient and emotional and i want to say intellectual but in like in the most like in the most like innocent of ways like not mm-hmm. intellectual as in unemotional but intellectual as in like there's thought into this and so i love the fact that i could hear like the shuffling of yeah yeah and that's not something that I, you know, in terms of my senses as a salsero, I just didn't hear before. Um, you know, like I didn't, I never experienced that sound. And so when I did, when I heard that, I immediately fell in love. And that was the start of my my journey. That was like how it all began. When I saw that, then I knew that I was definitely going to be dancing tango. Nice. Thankfully, I do. Yeah. Nice. What was your first lesson like? You remember? My first lesson, um, my first lesson was, um, it was with Vladi at Third Street Dance. And uh, I remember, again, thinking like, what is up with the shadow stuff? Like, what is up like with like, you know, like, teach us like, I, I was kept on expecting. So like this instruction, like, like salsa, the quick, quick, slow, or it's, you know, let's mm-hmm. say, um, you know, like rock step, triple step, step step, you know, like I was, I was mm-hmm. expecting something like that. And it was just like, and now we're just going to be taking a side step. And now we're going to be walking forward and backwards. And so I wasn't quite sure what I was seeing. I wasn't, I didn't quite understand it, but I knew mm-hmm. that having had seen it at the Milonga, then I kind of knew what I was aiming for. I said, well, if this is how you teach it. So that was my experience. My not mm-hmm. understanding was definitely my first <laughs> Yeah. So when did it start to click for you? You mean in terms of dancing wise? Yes. Yeah. Like when you started to, to just started to, to get it or just started to get it to work on the, on the dance floor. What started working for like, when did I, I mean, Hmm. hmm. <laughs> well, I would say, I mean, there, there are definitely, peak moments I think people have. And so I think that yeah. that's when like, there's like a peak, there are peak beginner moments. Uh, yeah. It's nice to, it's nice that you're asking these questions because I get to re-experience them as I think them, you know, <laughs> like, that's always quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, uh, two things. I mm-hmm. mean, the first thing was, is that I finally understood why, you know, what I'm calling shadow like dancing because mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, and which is essentially because tango is, a, a, you know, social tango, the way it's danced in the milonga is improvisational. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that it clicked for me. The first thing that it was when I just, when I could just lead the basic 
um, you know, like a basic box step at my mm -hmm. own pace. And so, and I'm using the term box step because that's what it felt like. Um, and it felt like I was, so it, when I had my first lead and I felt like I'm actually genuinely leading this person, not pushing them around. And so when yeah. I, when I did that, that's, that's when I really clicked for me. And then I said, Oh, I could see why this is addicting. Cause it is. And then the, <laughs> second, the second thing was, is actually then also at a milonga, actually feeling mm -hmm. a person's heartbeat against your own and you go, wow, yeah. I'm actually feeling this person's heartbeat. How weird is this? And she's, you know, like I, I felt like I felt like that was intense, but I got through it, and I was like, "Oh, this is a piece of cake." You know, you just <laughs> the more you do it, the better you are. That's what that's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah. Well, do you remember your very first time dancing at a milonga? First time, first time dancing at a milonga would have been mm -hmm. at um, Hacienda in in Los Angeles, El Segundo, which unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. It was, it was at mm. Ilona Glinarski's The Tango Experience. Ilona and, I have a phone call. Uh, <laughs> Ilona and, um, Ilona was associated, is you know, friends with Vladi Estrin. And so mm. she had, she had the tango experience there and it was a hot spot for, for salsa actually and people who oh. dance salsa know what i'm talking about hacienda is like the most okay. beautiful like the best place um and so um yeah that was my first milonga it was it uh i had uh, i a friend bring me and i again i it it was a it was a re-experience of what i had experienced at Vladi's place Mm -hmm. So I knew, okay, well, this, I can look forward to this every, every time. Mm -hmm. Nice. Now, what did you think of the music, uh, classic tango music, you know, in contrast to the, the salsa that you've gotten into? I liked it. I liked it from the start. I was mm -hmm. one of those people that liked it. I'm always somewhat, I'm, it hurts my heart when I hear people say, oh, I didn't like tango music at first. I'm like, how is that possible? <laughs> this is beautiful. This right. guy, guys, mm -hmm. this, this is it, it's a very 19, I mean, tango, the like tango's 1920s, 1940s, mm -hmm. whatever, like that time period, golden age. So that golden age, that sound to me feels quintessential that age, mm -hmm. not only for Argentina, but for around the world. There was big band. So I've always personally liked big band type mm -hmm. of things. And so it felt, um, I loved it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I was already listening for, oh, this guy sounds these certain songs sound very similar. I'm like, oh, that must be one orchestra. And I was, mm -hmm. from the start, I was into knowing about the music and being a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I remember yeah. when I was starting out, like I didn't know anything about tango music, but I knew that there was something important going on in this music. I just I just didn't know what it was because I had just started. But, but, but that just kind of speaks to the sort of magic of the golden age. Like they're able to convey this emotion, even if you've never experienced, you know, you sense that there's something very important happening. Yeah, right, right. I, I even feel like, you know, for a lot of people who don't speak Spanish, mm -hmm. I mean, it is certainly, you know, my Spanish, not the greatest. But, but luckily I know some that helps me understand the language. But I find mm -hmm. just like people enjoy opera, for example, mm -hmm. I mean, you don't necessarily need to know the words to know that there is emotion being expressed. In fact, mm -hmm. sometimes I find it even helps a person like 
hone in on the listening skill because it's not in your native language. Um, so I'm glad to, I, 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 I feel like what you're, you were saying about it, um, about having, you know, like not knowing, understanding yet mm -hmm. what the music is, there's a, there's certainly a magic to the music. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So what were some, I guess, hard lessons that you, that you learned from tango? Hard lessons, hard lessons. Yeah. Or perhaps some, uh, I guess the difficult experiences that once you got through made you a better dancer. Made me a better dancer. Um, you know, there, there's always lead, uh, uh, lead fear that uh, you might mislead. And therefore I, I know for myself, I guess hard lessons were, uh, look, I'm scratching my head as I say it, like <laughs> stepping on follows lead um, a feet. Yeah. And that's always just so horrifying and just so like, I'm not trying, like, I really don't want to step on your foot. Trust me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, like those damn, you know, jerks that, that do that. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. And so yeah. those hard lessons, unfortunately happened anyway, you know? Um, and so a lot of it was not, or, and you know, the hard lessons were more, I think what people experience like, you know, like Cabaseo rejection, not taking it personally. Um, right. You know, you see these, you see people often not taking it personally that things change. Like it's kind of like a family. So you, you know, like not everybody's in the best of moods all the time. So I call those like hard lessons because those felt hard for me to experience. But, you know, mm -hmm. it feels like, you know, it's, it's mostly like not being hard on yourself, you know, not being yeah. hard on your journey. It's important to like the, the hardest lesson I've learned is just trust yourself. Like, you know, trust that you're yeah. doing the best. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, yeah, kind of along, along those lines of if not stepping on feet, learning to communicate properly. One thing I would always do is I, I would not, um, I'd always be thinking two or three steps ahead and not finishing a step before getting to the next one. And that'll, for me, I, that's always why I step on someone's foot. Cause I'm just getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Right, right. When you're stepping out of your flow and like thinking like, well, how many exactly. steps? What am I going to do next? Can I do a Noche Cortado now? Like, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's always, that's yeah. Strange. Breathe me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's great. You, you fell in love with tango. You stuck with it enough and you got pretty, pretty deep into it. Uh, so you also started organizing. Yeah. Um, you know, I started organizing. I mean, it's weird. Like it's weird thinking of oneself as an organizer um <laughs> like i i personally like i like tango i i enjoy mm. it so i was in the, like you know quote unquote an immediate convert and so mm -hmm. for me i i wanted to do all things tango so it was only a natural extension that i would be interested in djing it was only which helped mm. my dancing which i highly recommend to everyone to do is dj like yeah you know like, and yeah, sure, people may not, you know, it may feel like you're just repeating or reinventing the wheel, but it makes you a better dancer. But, um, so I, sorry, I'm just gathering my thoughts for a moment. Yeah. Sorry, give me the full question again, because I want to answer it properly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how, basically, how did you get into organizing? Organizing, right. Look, look, yeah. I was. Uh, avoiding the question because it's so awkward to think about. <laughs> um, 
I just started, it was just, so once I started DJing, then I started mm-hmm. dancing more and then I would go to milongas. I mean, I, I guess I'm a milonga rat, you know? And so I, uh, <laughs> I, um, um, you know, would dance three, four times a week, sometimes every day of the week. So I was definitely around and then I would see milongas and I would say, I like this. I don't like that. I want this to happen and blah, blah, blah. I found friends here. I did not find as many friends necessarily somewhere else, or I liked the culture. So, um, for me, I just started getting involved actually with all the teachers that I had learned with by and large, I would try to be involved in their organizing efforts. And then from there, I thought to myself, you know, there were, I wanted to combine my own psychology practice, my own psychotherapy practice and mm-hmm. movement. So um, I started just developing ideas about that and then started organizing, started just being, you know, helping with festivals, helping with, I you know, would do the volunteer thing and then started organizing my own practica and started developing So Tango. So I guess mm-hmm. that me an organizer yeah yeah it's great how these things organically happen once you want to stick with it so all these right. wonderful things happen yeah yeah so you're a psychotherapist and it's this is really interesting I, i've talked about this with many friends when i first started uh, dancing um, when i was living in new york city I remember my first couple of classes I took every other student in the class was a mental health professional, either a psychotherapist or a therapist. I have a number of students who are therapists and um, a lot of tango teachers I've had were former psychologists and and stuff. So I I was wondering if you might have any insight as to why so many people in the mental health profession are drawn to tango, which is, which is really interesting and and fun. Oh, that's interesting. And, and, you know, it's actually, I, I oftentimes, uh, I have not heard that it, it's, it's interesting that there were so many people that were mental health mm-hmm. pro- professionals where you were, cause it's not often, it has not been my experience necessarily. Oh, okay. Like I would okay. even describe it to maybe other professions, but I mm-hmm. do know that those therapists that are attracted to it and those that I've interacted with, I mean, I think they like it for a couple of reasons and sorry, is that okay? That uh, no problem. No problem. It's, yeah. it's, um, so I think that they, a lot of it is the aesthetic. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm going to go straight to what I think that psychology was founded about the same time that tango was developing as well. So think about oh, it. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. when you think about like Freud and, you know, and, and, and company, <laughs> they were all in that time. Freud was in his heyday in the twenties, for example. Mm-hmm. And so, and it, it kind of just fits and Argentina has an interesting relationship with psychoanalysis. So mm-hmm. I say that because even if that's not necessarily your mode of practice, I think the whole idea of mental health is something that sprung out from that. So I'm going to go with that actually. Okay. And I also think it's because mm. of the emotions and yeah. you know, the, the feelings that one has and you know, the calm, the, all of them. I, I, I guess like, Tango has the aesthetic and then it has the feeling, which is not necessarily the same, I think. And so I think the aesthetic draws people in, would uh, like, a, like a, a psychologist, and then mm. the mindfulness that comes along with it and the calm and the equanimity that you find from it and sort of mm-hmm. the equipoise and... Uh, you know, it sounds cliche connection, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a cliche cause it's real. So right. uh, 
I think that I think that's what you know, like what draw you know, and and that's why you know it it would be popular with with mental health professionals. I would I would okay. guess. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's just it's really it's fascinating. You, you know, meet people from all walks of life. But yeah, I've just I, I I've happened across so many in different cities too. Happened across a lot of uh, a lot of folks who are mental health professionals. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, a few days ago, right after Christmas, you hosted another um, Earth Virtual Malanga. So this is uh, yes. a really fascinating thing. So so for a lot of the people who might be listening, who are maybe relatively new to Tango or might not know what a virtual Malanga is, why don't you talk to us? What what exactly is a, a virtual Malanga? Oh, okay. So a virtual Malanga is something that we developed in response to COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, COVID had come in to like come, came through the States, <laughs> you know, yeah. mm -hmm. um, arrived in, and the experience was, uh, you know, started in January, February and by March, mid March, yeah. everything was definitely closed. The yep. debate, you know, the thought or what, you know, and so from that point onwards, from that point onwards, um, we, Elizaveta uh, and mm -hmm. I had been working on, Elizaveta had founded Sotango and then I had been, I'm Elizaveta's close friend and mm -hmm. um, we had uh, spoken about like the goals of Sotango. And so when COVID had happened, we were going to just host a milonga with people around. Um, so a virtual milonga is basically a place in response to COVID mm -hmm. where you basically are in Zoom uh, and you have all of the elements that one would find in a milonga, mm -hmm. but it's on Zoom. So mm -hmm. uh, music, DJ, uh, we have uh, where music is directly from the DJ uh, to the audience's uh, speakers. Uh, we have the uh, Milonga group itself, the group of people that are there. Mm -hmm. We have the chat room. And basically, we just wanted to dance. And mm -hmm. we started it off like that. And we started it off and we were thinking, okay, we're just going to have like a, I know I thought, we're just going to have a local party, you know, so-and-so, this mm -hmm. person. That and then we thought, then Elizabeth and I were talking about it and we're like, well, why don't we invite this person and that person and that person? And it became obvious that we could have it we could invite people from around the world. So we yeah. had our first Earth virtual milonga. It's basically a milonga, uh, the next best thing to the real life thing. Um, and yeah. so that's what that is. And we're on our 20th one. We just finished our 20th one for 2020, which is neat. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, so while, since you've been doing these, uh, what has surprised you most? Or what is what are some really um, unexpected positive things that have come from the come from these uh, virtual malangas? Oh, so many things. One, uh, it's so great to meet people from different nationalities dancing mm -hmm. tango. And so the thing that was most like, uh, Reassure, like reassured for me. I mean, if you're a festival goer, you know that people dance everywhere. But mm. seeing people's commitment, their same commitment. So seeing that, that was definitely just so eye opening and so just so amazing to see how somebody in Germany 
somebody in Sweden, somebody mm -hmm. in Egypt from Alexandria. Whoa, cool. <laughs> from, you know, like, uh, and that, so what was most surprising to me, what I learned most from that is just seeing how universal, you know, like it just added to more of an understanding of universality, at least for me it did. So I definitely mm -hmm. learned that. I mean, technically we definitely, at, at first our Earth Virtual Milongas were, we're so, I feel like we're so professional now in the sense that we have mm -hmm. virtual entertainment with Ho like Jose who uses his background and gets the playlist, you know, like who, who will work with the DJs to have the, as the music's playing, the photos of the DJs and the lyrics. And we have, you know, mm -hmm. we have Warren Edwards that comes in and he does Tango tweets. And so uh, we definitely have learned like so the we've learned to be prof like to professionalize and streamline and have like this efficient team that that so those were learning lessons that we learned all throughout the time like how to do this how to do that how to do this mm -hmm. um and god i could say so many things about the things that i learned um you know like that that i that i've learned i've also just learned moves you know i've learned like oh, you know i see yeah. other people dancing i go wow you know <laughs> brother you know in uh in in chile knows what what the, what he's doing and wow look at that and so you it's kind of like oh and you get to see and i kind of feel guilty about saying this you get to see people's homes you get to see where they live you like get to see yeah. like we you have a survey so so many things so many things like you can i've i've gleamed out of the i've learned and gleamed out of the evm experience yeah that's great i mean it's like you said uh, seeing people's homes i mean i, I mean again like ideally you'd, you'd want to physically be dancing with somebody but yeah that's kind of neat to because you learn another dimension of the personality when yes, you see them where they, another dimension they exactly mm -hmm. yeah it's a good yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was looking at the little, your little bio on psychology today and you said something that kind of caught my attention, how, you know, we have to do social distancing, but then that we don't, we shouldn't conflate that with social isolation. And I think that's really glad. I'm really glad that you, you know, you're keeping Tango going, not just saying, okay, we're going to wait. No, you take an action to say, no, we're going to keep Tango going as best we can. And, and yeah, you've, ended up meeting a lot of other people and again, trying to do what you can to keep people connected. And that's going to be super important. So, right. Yeah. I wrote uh, that. Thank you for, for mentioning that. Yes. Yeah. Social dis distancing does not mean social isolation. And I remember mm -hmm. when I wrote that, I remember also feeling like it was a poignant idea. Yeah. I wrote that actually exactly at the same time Earth Virtual Milonga was developing. It so happens yeah. for that reason, because I was I was going to be damned if if COVID was going to ruin my <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and um just to, that kind of speaks to the therapeutic nature of of tango. I remember a while back I interviewed a guy who um he you know he works with a lot of people who are suffering from PTSD. He's incorporated a little bit of of tango and apparently um, just the act of walking, just moving yes. and connecting and does something in your brain that that can address some of the uh some of that so again like you said with the isolation that's happening um because a lot of people who are in tango you know like you said there's so many different people who are in this and they may be suffering 
um, from anxiety or whatever, but and Tango is helping that. And then when your malangas are shut down, you know, they're not right. just stuck at home waiting. They can, they can participate in these, uh, these wonderful activities and right. still get I, their Tango in. And it's kind of a nice analog, I think, in the sense that, you know, the way, it, the way we overcome trauma in general is you can't take away the past. You can't even take away bad things that are inevitably, inevitably are going to happen. Mm-hmm. The thing that, like the thing that you can control and the thing that heals trauma is like one's response to, to that. And mm. so, um, like, I think tango already is therapeutic for people, uh, because, and, and movement in itself and like mm-hmm. movement, as you said, it is in itself just healing it is actually the way we're supposed to be constantly moving and you know mm-hmm. like there's even like a philosophical method like the peripatetic method that i feel like i'm being academic but a- that aristotle would use is that he would walk around and he'd say there's a tree there's a this there's a that mm. and that's how he would discover the world and talk about it with his students and that in itself like that kind of method it's is healing movement itself is healing and so um yeah i it's i i'm sort of pitching in the idea that earth virtual milonga also was a way to not be traumatized actually Mm -hmm. it was i know for me it was my way to not be traumatized from what i was like because if you were dancing five nights a week and now you're no longer dancing like oh my god and people that you see all the time you're no longer seeing it's actually Mm. quite devastating yeah. So social distancing does not mean socialized isolation. Yes, that's uh, very important to to remember. Yeah, and plus we gotta just make that effort to to go to these malangas. You know, even if right. they're virtual, you gotta kind of push yourself to to do it. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So over the years, uh, Artisher, how has your own personal dancing style evolved? How has my own personal dancing style evolved? Um, well, I mean, I right now I like I would call my own personal style to be like I'm just, you know, good old fashioned <laughs> social dancer, you know, style. You know, what does that mean? Like how you get around the dance floor, how you actually, you know, dance. So like how, how the practicalities of it is there's a person there, there's a person there, there's a person there. It's like it mm-hmm. and that's how salsa was, for example. Like you would mark out your own territory. And mm-hmm. so that's my dancing style now. And when I started, I think that was my mentality. For a while I kind of fell into the whole salon, Milanguero performance, those divisions, or you know, um calling myself one or the other or identifying with one style or another. Um so I think I, I also would just, you know, so my style has ch- changed like from identifying with different styles and mm-hmm. then also maybe having different moods, like, or different periods, I guess if Picasso can have his blue period, then yeah. <laughs> have his Darienzo period or something. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, so I've, I think my style is also changed by the orchestras I like listening to or the music I like listening to, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, I think just kind of like once I, I felt like I hit a certain point, I basically just started dancing for myself. So mm-hmm. now it, it evolved from trying to be imitative to being authentic, I think. Okay. Is how my style has changed, mm-hmm. I think. Nice, 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that imitating is there's actually some, I would say there's some merit to that. I mean, you kind of gives you a starting point yes. and then from there you're yes, like, oh, not well. been it because it's not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. No, it's not at all. A, it's not even discrediting the imitation because mm-hmm. that's, I mean, and I still do, and we all imitate to some degree, but I, you know, yeah. I, I would follow this person or that person. I could give a million shout outs to people. And in fact, people you've, in, you've interviewed that I, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> um, like, but yes, as you're saying, mm-hmm. the imitative is definitely important in terms of finding your own style and, you know, yeah. continuing and evolving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, looking ahead, uh, what are, do you have any, what are your future plans for, for Sotango, which is, uh, your, your yeah, parent yeah. company, right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and so our future plans for Sotango well, we conceived this so Tango to be a social Tango lifestyle brand, mm-hmm. the way that there are other companies that, um, like, there are different types of yoga. There's Iyengar, there's Flow, there's Ashtanga, there's blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> um, but there are companies and there are organizations that sort of allow yoga to be whatever it is and they serve the need of yoga itself so like the companies that like uh have like that make yoga mats for example like it's just about it doesn't matter what you do like you need a yoga mat or it's the idea of yoga and so um what we've conceived of as for sotango is to be to help fulfill the needs of the social tango dancer like artisheer like Mm -hmm. joe like (laughs) elizaveta like Alex, like Susan, like all the people that go and it's just the everyday experience. So what we have, we have Earth Ritual Milongas. So our plan for 2020 is continue having Earth Ritual Milongas. Uh, we have a DJ series and we're trying to, to kind of hit all the markers of the social mm-hmm. tango lifestyle, which is the music. So we have a DJ series coming up. We actually have one coming up with um, Teresa Faust. Uh, who is uh, from Germany, who we met through the Earth Virtual Milonga nice. <laughs> uh, network and uh, was one of our DJs, for example. On our DJs, each, each Earth Virtual Milonga, we have DJs from different parts of the, you know, different cities. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, from all over the world, you know. And so we um, have a DJ series coming up with Teresa, who's in Munich. And uh, starting with her and then having DJs from around the world every other week where we don't, we have Earth Virtual Milongas every other week. So the weeks we don't have Earth Virtual Milongas, we will be having uh, educational lifestyle programming. Uh, We have our blog coming up. We have our website, sotango.world. Highly recommend checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, our blog is, you know, our, our blog portion is meant to be for people to talk about the everyday of, of social tango. What was your most embarrassing moment? What was the most <laughs> awkward cabaseo, like, you know, misunderstanding and you walked and then you had to pretend like it wasn't you, you know, like, like you were just walking there anyway, or, yeah. um, so we're having, you know, we're having more of that. Uh, we're, we have, um, our, uh, we're also seeking to connect milongas from around the world. And a lot of people are already doing this, but what we're trying to do is to have it to be for the social tango lifestyle, which is 
people just want to go and dance like like so get it from the dancers in that city like if i come to your city tell us where you'd like us to go so we we've been uh developing our milonga map where you know people in you know um in alexandria tells us where his best milongas are where he hangs out and giving a description of that where do you park how do you get there is it still yeah. open as of you know so updated information mm -hmm on tango around the world so that's what we're working on we're trying to get so tango is social tango for the social tango lifestyle yeah so that's nice. yeah uniting the world that's that's awesome. uniting the world exactly yeah. exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah i like what you said about keep, yes Sir? yes and i love what you, you said like about what? keeping said about keeping uh you know keeping activities and events up to date that is uh Right. Super important. Right. <laughs> We're actually hoping to actually even start broadcasting mm -hmm. uh, milongas around the world through uh, our Sotango channel, where we oh, have, right. and so that way we can just have. You know, sometimes you can't. You know, be there. There are going to be times that you're going to be able to dance because of the vaccine and because COVID will, quote unquote, go right. away. Like we just want to have. Since we already have these connections with milonga, we hope to. Uh, video, you know, have a live feed of their milongas and be able to mm -hmm. just see. Sometimes you just want to see what's going on in 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 yeah. Buenos Aires. Why not? Yeah. Why not be able to see that and so and have that mm -hmm. in one place? Nice, nice, excellent. Yeah, well, Artishir, that's. I feel we can talk for uh, all night about this uh, about tango. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, you know, we, there's uh, we got we have time limits things. To, I gotta, you know, you're busy. I'm busy. We got things to do. Um, but yeah, so the the website. I want to make sure people know it's sotango.world. Sotango.world. That's and right. I have that in our show notes, so people will be able to to look that up and learn more about you and what you do, and hopefully join your. Uh, your upcoming virtual malangas because that'll definitely help get us through this uh this horrible pandemic but it will end and uh yeah in time we'll be able to 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 connect again so yeah awesome artist here thank you again so much for taking the time out of your your day to to come talk to me and uh to share your experiences thank you for having me it's really been an honor it's and it's been thank great you. just chatting and and uh conversing about Tango. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to keep in touch. Maybe do this again sometime. Sounds great. Sounds wonderful. All right. That was fun. You know, despite the pandemic, it's been great to hear about the different things people are doing in order to keep Tango going. I really like the point that Artisher made about social distancing and that social distancing should not be conflated with social isolation. As many of you already know, Artishir and others have created virtual malangas as a way of keeping people connected. Teaming up with Elizabeth Narcesova, whom I interviewed way back in episode 85, Artishir helped create Earth Virtual Malanga. Now, virtual malangas aren't just a substitute for the dancing events that we miss. They're serious efforts to help unite tango enthusiasts from all over the world. Justified or not, most of you listening are experiencing some degree of lockdown. And long term, that's not good for us mentally or emotionally. Although it's easy to just give up or adopt a passive or negative attitude, surrendering will not lead to a good path. We need to interact with others, and participating in an event such as Earth Virtual Milonga is a great way to proactively stay connected and to make new friends. 
So thank you again, Artashir, for taking the time to share your thoughts and for the effort you're making to help us all stay connected to Tango. Much appreciated. And be sure to check out the site SoTango.World, S-O-T-A-N-G-O dot W-O-R-L-D, for more information on Earth Virtual Milonga and how you can participate. And a huge thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. It really means a lot that you've made time to listen to this show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a quick moment to subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review. That really helps out. If you've been a fan for a while and would like to help keep the podcast going, you can make a secure donation through PayPal or join my podcast page on Subscribestar, which you can find at subscribestar.com slash tango podcast. Links are in the description. And finally, if there is a product or service that you've created, whether it's a malanga or dance clothing uh, festival, anything that at all that's designed to help dancers and you're looking for a promotional avenue, let me know. I am accepting sponsors, and as of now, the rates are really good, so feel free to send an email to joe at healthytango.com. Once again, that's joe at healthytango.com for more information. Thanks for your support. All right, you've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm.